0: doo Doo-doo, do 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 do. Welcome back, Weenus of Friends podcast. I'm your host Regina Adams, and we have got lasagnas, cheating, breakups, and babies to talk about today. There's a lot of storylines happening, and so many different intertwined stories because Rachel ends up in the baby conversation, but she's also part of the cheating breakups conversation. I feel like everybody's part of the lasagna conversation because they all end up eating some of the lasagna because there ends up being like the episode title says a dozen lasagnas that are left over and have nowhere to go. So Monica is trying to get rid of them. To everybody, including cheating Paolo, who we don't like. Welcome back after the music. And like I said on Tuesday, we have an insane amount of stuff to talk about this week for so many different reasons, not just the variety of storylines that we have going on, the intertwining of storylines that we have going on with our characters. But as I feel like happens, probably every week, there were a few surprises in our times this week, not just with our main cast, but also with our guest stars. We have an exciting thing that happened with the opening and closing characters for this episode. We have so many different new set locations and scenes to dig into. It was a little hard to look into some of them just because we're at a distance. It's not right up close, but a lot of cool things to look at. And with our new director this week... I don't work in this industry, so I don't know how it works. And if the director gets to have any say of how many different sets or angles or scenes he wants to have, there's a few that obviously go with the storyline, so it has to be there. But there is a scene with our guest star who's just credited as customer, and the customer is in a different part of Central Perk, and it's actually, I think... The only time we get a view of that back area of Central Park. So that was fun to see. It's the couch that's on the back wall by the hallway that takes everybody to the bathroom. It's directly behind the orange couch where the main cast sit. There's those tall tables, bar top tables that are behind the orange couch. And then behind that, there's another couch and comfy chair and a little coffee table in between them. So I think that is Maybe something that the director got to choose of where are we going to have this person sitting down? Maybe not. Like I said, I don't know the industry, so it could be all this stuff was set by someone else and then he just chose angles and lightings and things like that. But I like to think that with this new director is the reason why we got some fun different angles and the reason why we got to see that part of Central Perk in this episode. And I think, obviously, we have nine more seasons to go. Nine and a half, technically. (laughs) I don't know if it is the only time. I'm pretty sure it is, but watch. It'll happen in a couple episodes and I'll have to eat my words, but we'll find out. We have so much to talk about this week. We're going to get into it right now, starting at the beginning. Our, our opening and closing characters this week. So we actually start with Ross. He's got the first word this week first song, if you will. He opens the whole show and then they all join in. The first... Like spoken sentence is from Chandler, but I consider Ross, even though he's only singing a tune, I still consider it like his, because I consider like the giggling and the laughing and if someone's screaming all part of time that I count towards their speaking time because it's noise coming out of them, if you will. So I do consider Ross's Singing and him kicking off that singing at the beginning of this episode as him having the first word of the episode. Ross starts off the episode with his singing of the old theme song for the odd couple. And then our last word is said by Joey. And this is so, this is the first time that we have Ross as an opening word. And it's the first time we have Joey as a closing word. And this is actually Ross and Joey's first time having either first or last word, by themselves. So a few episodes ago in the one with Underdog or the one where Underdog gets away, that one, all of them have the last word. So technically Ross and Joey have been involved in the last word before. However, it is the first time they get it a- be alone in their first word or their last word and not have someone else be a part of it, which I thought was a lot of fun. Our opening scene length is only a minute, right in the middle of the pack. Last week, we had our shortest opening scene length ever. Now we're jumping back up, adding about 20 seconds onto it. Our opening scene location is the city skyline. And there's been a couple of episodes now. Last week, we had the street in the newsstand that was legit. And then we had an episode before that, episode 10 was an exterior street shot at night and then i we go straight to the coffee house even though the like that opening screen that we see is like a city skyline or the street view and then we immediately go into central park i don't count that as the opening scene location being central park because yes technically the actual scene is done at central park what i'm looking at here is literally the first image that comes up on the screen. Is it Central Park? Is it the city skyline? Is it the apartment? Is it whatever it is, right? That's why I'm counting it as the city skyline. If you're going back and watching these episodes or you just know them really well and you're like, wait, that opening scene is in Central Park. Yes, technically the actual scene is in Central Park, but that opening image that we get is of the city skyline. So just a little back story on that and actually what I'm looking at. I know I call it the opening scene location on the graphs and stuff, But it's what I'm actually looking at is that opening, that very first image that shows on the screen when the episode starts. Going into the closing scene length, again, nothing special here. It's not our shortest. It's in the middle of the pack. We're at 42 seconds. But what was fun about the closing stuff is our scene location. So we have had other scene locations that weren't Monica and Rachel's apartments. That's been the main place we've had episodes closing out at. This week, We spent a lot of time in Joey and Chandler's apartment, and we're going to talk in detail about that in just a minute, but we also closed there. So this is the first time that we are closing the episode in Joey and Chandler's apartment instead of Monica and Rachel's apartment. I'm sure we have another time when we close the apartment again at this time. I can't remember any that we actually closed in that apartment, but I'm sure there's another one, but this is our first one. So it's exciting. We'll see how long it takes before we close in their apartment again, just like we do with everything else for the Monica and Rachel apartment closure. We had a three episode gap on that one. Episode six, we closed in Monica and Rachel's apartment and then we don't come back and close in their apartment until episode 10. So we'll see how big of a jump we have for Joey and Chandler's apartment. And it could be a whole season for all we know. (laughs) Going into themes and then we'll start talking about some of the fun show notes and then we'll get into our timing this week. Like I said, there's a lot of intertwined stories. We've got breakups and babies and friendships as our main themes here. I did mention cheating on Tuesday was a, a theme or storyline, not really a theme, but a storyline that goes with it. And that is the Paolo, Rachel, kind of Phoebe storyline that's in there. Looking at main characters and pulling main characters just based on the title. Always, every week, I didn't remember a lot of the side storylines, Based on reading the title, read the title, the one with a dozen of lasagnas, and all I could think was Monica and lasagnas, and I remember her handing them and giving them out to everybody. Who she gave them to? Didn't remember that. What other storylines were happening in the story? Didn't remember that. (laughs) I think to add to the theme, too, you can just piggybacking off of the friendships, just roommates or friendships with a roommate, because of the Chandler-Joey storyline. And again, we'll get more into that in just a minute. But looking at our main characters, Monica was the first one and the only one I could pull out just based on the title. So then when I went and pulled our guest stars, knowing who our guest stars were, I knew there had to be a storyline with Ross and with Rachel. So I have Monica, Ross, and Rachel listed as my main characters for this episode. And two of the three fit as far as timing goes. And one of them really does not fit. So very interesting to me that the one that is not having a lot of speaking time, surprising where they're at in the lineup of the six and makes me question titles of episodes. With that, you probably know that Monica is the one I'm talking about as far as her timing goes. Like I said, we've got a bunch of different scenes, set locations, changes, differences one of them being the guy's apartment. We see it for the second time. The last time we saw it was back in the episode with, I think it's the one with the thumb. When Chandler starts smoking again, we come back from the theme song and the opening credits to the guy's apartment and we see them sitting on a couch. And the back of the couch is actually facing where the audience sits. And we know that in the future, their set of their organization in their housing, that couch ends up in front of the windows on the wall that faces the apartment looking into the apartment, right? So it's almost like it's mirrored backwards right now. We saw that little blip. There wasn't a whole lot of other background stuff that I really looked at in that episode. This one, I feel like we spend more time in the episode. We have a lot more to look at and We see the kitchen a little bit more, a lot more actually. There's the weird shelving unit that is on the right side of the fridge in between the fridge and the wall that has the door. An odd kind of placement for that It works. It's there. That doesn't stay there. That changes with one of the set designs. We don't have the magna doodle on the back of the door yet. So I'm going to have to keep track of when that comes into play and what episode we start to see that. The bathroom, this is one of those things that people point out a lot. That bathroom changes quite a few times. Right now, looking into that bathroom in this episode, you look directly at what looks like to be like a pedestal sink. There's an episode in the future when the toilet's right inside the door and Joey's sleeping on it. And then there is episodes in the future where it looks like when you open the door, you immediately see a tub right inside the door. So that changes a few times. That's what it looks like right now. The TV is not on the, like, central directly in front of the door on that back wall when you come in. Uh, Initially, that TV is angled and actually closer to Chandler's bedroom door and then angled towards some chairs. And that is because there is a desk in front of that wall right now. There's a desk and then the TV is to the right of the desk. I don't know that we ever see anybody at that desk. I know there's an episode in season two that... Chandler gets a like a fancy new computer, and then he's got a printer, and he prints stuff, and the printer is over on that desk. So it's there for a little while, but obviously no one uses it. And then I think by season three it's is when they start to shift their layout of their living room, and I don't know if it's the desk or if it's just a table that ends up being where the couch is now in the episode. There's also a bike in the apartment and then there's also like a weightlifting bench in the apartment as well, which I have to assume is Joey's and not Chandler's. And then one of my favorite little things I noticed, there's a couple of sports things in there, sports memorabilia. That I think that's like a New York Knicks thing in the background. It looks like maybe there's a Mets hat on top of the TV in the background. It's hard to see cause it's a little bit further away, but I'm pretty sure it's a Mets hat, which is funny if it is a Mets hat because there's a whole conversation with Joey and Charlie, who we see in season 10 about the Mets and the Yankees and stuff. It would be interesting if it was a Mets hat. So you can see that they switched teams between first and last seasons here, unless it's Chandler's hat. But then there's a basketball by the door. There's like a knight's helmet over by the door. But one of my little favorite things that I found is just on a shelf in the kitchen, one of the side shelves that's part of the bar top that they have. There's a little pug figurine that it looks like it's holding maybe cookbooks or something. And I just think that's so fun because there's a pug. I was going to say a baby pug, which I guess is, works too. But we get a pug puppy later on in season three when Phoebe is considering holding the triplets for her brother and her real mom that she finds out is a real mom is trying to help her realize how painful it's going to be to give the babies away once she carries them for nine months and births them so she gives her a pug puppy to help her realize how hard it's going to be to give it back so i think it's fun that there's little pug things throughout the show even though no one ever actually owns a pug and none of them ever actually have dogs we talk about dog quite a bit in the seasons but i thought that was cute So, yeah, that was their apartment. And then a cool thing is we actually learn a little bit about Chandler's old roommate before Joey, whose name was Kip. And we learn about him because their dining room table breaks and they're trying to figure out who's going to pay for it. So they decide they're going to pay for it together. And because they're going to pay for it together, starts this argument about Kip and Chandler's a little bit nervous about buying something with a roommate because of what happened last time. And then when they're picking out tables later in the episode, Joey and Chandler can't decide what table they like. And Chandler makes a comment that Kip would have liked the birds because he's trying to pick out a table that has birds on the chairs. Then we get to see... Phoebe's work for the first time. And this actually might be the first time that we even find out that she's a masseuse at all, other than doing her Central Perk concerts, essentially. So I can't remember in the last 11 episodes if it's been mentioned that she's a masseuse. So this might be the first time we actually find out that she does this. We get to see her work again. Not the last time we'll see it. We'll see it at least one more time, if not a couple more times. Then we have Susan and Carol's apartment again. Like I mentioned already, we have the table shopping store. Oh, we get the patio again outside of the girls' apartment. We get to be out there on the patio again, which it's been a while since we've been out there. So just a lot of not just new scenes, but also just extra scenes. Things we haven't been back to in a while, different parts of them. Like I mentioned with Central Park, we go to a different scene of Central Park. That's where we're sitting with that. Clothing's going to be super brief this week because nothing stellar. There's only one thing I want to mention on the stellar side, and that is Rachel's long sleeve blue velvet shirt that she's wearing when she's serving coffee. It's the same scene that we have the customer who's asking for more cappuccino. I love that shirt. It's gorgeous. It's stunning on her. I think it's a beautiful color. I think it's a great fit. And I love that it might be velvet. I don't wear velvet. I don't have velvet, but I love that it might be velvet. I think it's great for her. And then I'm going to mention One of Chandler's ugly shirts this week, he had a good one and then he had two ugly ones. And I'm not going to mention both of them because I always rag on his clothes. But this one that he's wearing when they go shopping for tables is so atrocious. It is, I guess you could call it a plaid and it's a blue and white plaid, like a picnic blanket or picnic cloth, if you will. But then straight down the middle, it somehow fades doesn't even fade it's just like a hard switch from the blue to a light brown and then it switches to a solid brown and this is working from the sleeves into the middle so straight down the middle of a shirt is this brown stripe and then next to it on either side is a slightly lighter brown in a plaid and then just outside of that goes to straight blue so it's just odd the change in color and then how it's striped it's just it's really ugly It's just the ugliest shirt ever. Oh, and then we know that this is Paolo's last episode. He does have a little bit more speaking time in this episode. We got to give him something. I think his last episode, he maybe had two seconds or something. It was not a lot. And we find out that Susan is a vegetarian. So I'm curious and I can't think. I know there's some discussion around the food for Carol and Susan's wedding, when Monica caters for it, but I can't remember what the conversation is, if it was about chicken and salmon or if it was about something else, but it'll be fun to see when that episode comes up and the food discussion around their wedding, if there is a discussion about having a vegetarian option because Susan's vegetarian. So it'll be cool to see if we stick to that storyline within this. We're going to hit the compounded time first this week because... Nothing changed. <laughs> Nothing changed from last week at all. The last time we had any sort of change that was when Phoebe took over Joey back on episode ten. so this it hasn't changed. <laughs> We're just still sitting in the same way. Ross is at the top. I am going to be shocked if anyone passes Ross at this point. We are halfway through the season. He has thirty one minutes of time. The next closest is Rachel, and she is six and a half minutes behind him, so. I don't see anyone catching up to Ross at this point because we still have a lot of storylines that involve Ross, such as the birth of the baby, him going off to China, all sorts of stuff. So I don't foresee him getting dethroned from that top spot at all. And he's held that spot since the beginning. So I think it's just going to stay that way. Rachel's coming in second. She's got... Some competition, though, because Chandler is coming up. He has only a minute less than she does, depending upon what happens next week. And thinking about what next week's title is and what that storyline is, it's going to be a tight race because it's an episode that involves Rachel and Chandler quite a bit and opens with that. But then it's a big episode for Joey next week. I'm trying to think about how much of Rachel Chandler we're actually going to get. Or if it's just going to be a blip of that. And then it's going to go right in and be mostly a Joey storyline. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Rachel Chandler. And if they'll close the gap more. Or if it'll widen up a little bit. Then we have Monica and Phoebe. In the fourth and fifth spot here, it's still a little surprising to me that Monica's so far down the chain. Not surprising that Rachel's high up, but it is surprising that Monica's in fourth place. I would feel like she would be in third place, more even second place, but she's in fourth. And also not by much. She's only a minute and 30 seconds behind Chandler. So we just need a big episode for her, a small one for him, and that could switch pretty easily. Phoebe and Joey, they're a little bit further behind. Phoebe's two minutes behind Monica. And then Joey is almost three minutes behind Phoebe. So next week is a decent Joey storyline. So maybe he can close that gap a little bit. I don't think he's going to take over Phoebe, but he could close that gap. All right. We're going to go into our guest stars first, just because nothing's too crazy in here. I was a little surprised by how much time someone had, but not crazy. It's not a crazy thing. So our customer starting at the bottom, she's just listed as the customer. She has three seconds of speaking time. She has her one line about asking for some cappuccino. And then Jasmine has 12 seconds of time. And then... Slightly under Jasmine, but rounding up makes them even. Susan comes in at also 12 seconds. And then Carol comes in at 16 seconds. And then at the top, surprisingly, is actually Paolo. He's got 27 seconds of time. That is much more than I thought he had. And it is his most speaking in an episode. Again, like how I analyze Ross and Rachel's timing and how they just speak slower. That goes for Paolo as well. I don't think he'd have this much time if he didn't deliver his lines the way that he did. However, he is obviously very Italian and doesn't know a lot of English, and English is the second language. So when he's speaking, he's dragging out his words a little bit and trying to think about what he needs to say next in English. And so that's a big reason why he's got so much time, which 27 seconds is not that much time, but it is a lot for him in particular. So our total guest star time comes out to a minute and nine seconds. It's a pretty low episode. It's not our smallest, but it is definitely towards the bottom there as far as guest stars go. And for having five guest stars, that's actually a pretty low amount. But we've seen that before. Total speaking time to total non-speaking time, knowing we have a minute and nine seconds of speaking time for the guests. The total speaking time, including our six main cast, we have 12 minutes and 18 seconds of time and that puts our total non-speaking time at 10 minutes and 22 seconds. So we're back up on the plus side of having more speaking time than non-speaking time. Those guest stars didn't really crazily throw that up. We had more speaking time just with the main six, so the guest stars didn't affect that too much, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And then I think we're going to start at the top this week. We normally start at the bottom, but I think we're going to start at the top this week for our character speaking times with an average of two minutes and three seconds. We only have two characters that are above that average time. And again, it's because someone has so much more than that average time that they're swinging that line up high. Ross is coming in at two minutes and 56 seconds, which is a decent chunk of time. That's almost three minutes. Rachel is coming in not crazy far behind. She's at two minutes and 37 seconds, just under 30 seconds behind Ross. I did pick both of them to be main characters based on who my guest stars were. So that did help in that sense. Ross, a big chunk of his time, I will mention though, is that opening singing because he starts the singing out and then people join in later. So a good chunk of his time, actually 41 seconds of his time is that opening scene of singing. So that's a good portion of why he's up that high. In third place, this was exciting to me, but in third place, we actually have Phoebe. So Phoebe's coming in at a minute and 58 seconds, which is a lot of fun. I like that she's got a good chunk of time. I like that she's out of the bottom three and in that top three. Not quite enough to get her above Monica, but hopefully eventually she can maybe surpass that point. It'd be cool to see. In fourth place is actually Chandler. So Chandler's got a minute and 45 seconds in fourth place, which I like. Fifth place is where Monica falls in. So Monica's only got a minute and 39 seconds. She, again, not crazy, far behind Chandler, but I expected her to at least be in the top three, if not in the number one spot. I definitely expected her to be in the top three. Again, just being that the episode is about a storyline that has to do with her. And it is intertwined throughout the episode, right? Because all the way at the end, when Paolo's leaving and Rachel's broken up with him, We have lasagna again. (laughs) We have the mention of it, right? She hands him a lasagna and says, even though I don't like this and I don't like you, here's a lasagna. Cook it at 375 until cheese bubbles. So I just, I just expected more of her storyline or just more of her speaking, but didn't happen. And then Joey is at the bottom, but Joey is so close to Monica. He is only off Monica by four seconds. He's got a minute and 35 seconds in this episode. It easily could have gone either way. And joey and chandler having their storyline i actually expected them to be pretty close together so that is where we're at for our speaking time this week that is where we're at for this episode i loved it i hope you did too and i hope you're getting a chance to watch some of these episodes as we go through this because i know it can be hard to follow along (laughs) and listen in if you haven't watched the episode in a while because i'm talking about some outfits and stuff you might really want to know what it looks like but That is episode 12 and we'll see you next week. I know I've talked about lasagna a lot this week, but I can't help it because I'm a little bit of Joey and I love food and I really love lasagna and I love it in a variety of ways. So I want to know if this episode makes you want to make or take out lasagna this week, then head on over to our Instagram page, find the lasagna post and comment a hell yeah. Thanks for tuning in this week. Don't forget to follow me over on Instagram at Podcast for visuals of each week's data. And if you love the breakdown this week, please go rate and subscribe to the podcast anywhere you're listening. Be sure to join me next week on Tuesday at 11 a.m. for our next mini-sode.